It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Now from the ESPN studios in New York City, this is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Plus, listen and watch on the ESPN app. certain dudes that you learn in life you do not mess with and a dude who goes 91 and 0 in wrestling in high school and wins three state heavyweight championships you don't ever mess with that dude and that is osa odigizua cowboys defensive tackle in his second year who joins us right now 91 and 0 91 and 0 that's absolutely ridiculous how exactly did you make that happen osa uh, I mean, a lot of hard work. <laughs> a lot of hard work. Did, did I classify it right, though? You are not the dude that you want to mess with. <laughs> yeah, I would I would agree with you there. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, it feels like it's going to be a bit of a wrestling match going up against that 49ers run game this weekend. What are some of the challenges that you guys have seen on tape from this group? I mean, they're a really good group. Um it's definitely a really good scheme, so I feel like I feel like we got our work cut off for us this week. You know, a good team all around. Oso Zua, defensive tackle for the Cowboys, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. What, what's been the key? You look at a performance like last week, Osa. You guys were really playing at the top of your game. When this Cowboys defense is right, what is the biggest factor there? I feel like we got a lot of people, a lot of really talented people on our team and on our defense. You know, when we're firing all cylinders, I feel like we're pretty hard to deal with. Also, Dak Prescott has been criticized coming into this postseason. A lot of people are saying this is a referendum on what kind of quarterback he's going to be for the Dallas Cowboys. How special was it to see the five-touchdown performance up close and personal on Monday night against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? It was great. You know what I mean? It was it was really great. It was a lot of fun to be a part of, you know, and a lot of fun to see. So, but like, if we take that game and we just, you know, keep executing at a high level, at the, at, at the highest level possible, I feel like we'll get to where we need to go. Osa Odigizua, defensive tackle for the Cowboys, joining us on ESPN Radio. Uh, Micah Parsons gets a lot of the hype, and it's justifiably so. Uh, what is it? Yeah. Th- what is it about him, Osa, that makes him special? That so many people, uh, when they watch him up close, have that wow factor come across. I mean, when you see someone that size being able to move the way he does and just at an elite level, nobody's able to keep up with that. So, you know, like that's that's something that really jumps out to you on tape. Just the way he pass rushes, the way he can cover distance. You know what I mean? It's just. Like I said, it's an elite. It's even an elite athlete, and it's very hard for people to keep up with that level of movement. You know what I mean? Oh, so last week, your defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, was named NFL Assistant Coach of the Year by the Associated Press. 
How, how much does he mean to your group, your defense, and, and what are some of the things that, that he's done in order to make you guys as dominant as you've been this season? I mean, one, I feel like he knows how to put, the, put a group together, you know. Um, he knows what the defense calls for, so he knows who's, who's going to be where and, and how to put guys in the best position to be able to perform at a high level and be successful within his defense. And then, too, I mean, like, he's a really good dude, like, you know, um, easy to play for, you know what I mean? It's the kind of guy that you can that you can go all out for. And I think the way that we have our week set up, there's a lot of learning that's just taken care of just within the week. And he does a good job of getting the information to us, making sure everyone's clear on what they need to do, you know? Talking with the Cowboys, defensive tackle Osa Digizua on Canty and Carlin. And Osa, earlier this week, Michael Parsons said that he loves being the underdog. Do you embrace that underdog role or that underdog mentality going into a matchup on the road against the 49ers? I mean, yeah. I mean, if we were the overdogs, it wouldn't matter either, to be honest. I'm just happy to have this opportunity to be able to play. Um, getting ready to go play our hearts out this Sunday, so... I don't even pay attention to stuff like that, to be honest. Um, obviously, just remember how we felt last year. So using that as fuel and going into this, and that's really about it. Yeah, last one for me. I was going to ask about that. Just when you reflect on that and using that as fuel, how has this team responded to that, and, and why is this year going to be different? I mean – as far as how we responded, the, the tape speaks for itself. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like we got guys that, like, we're, we're, we know the magnitude of this week and each opportunity in the playoffs that we get. So everyone's taking that fully, like, completely serious. Not to say that we weren't last year, but I feel like um, just the, the focus and just knowing – just even even in, in the practice and the preparation, just knowing that this could be the last time that we get the opportunity to do this this year, is um, something that no one's no one's forgetting. You know what I mean? That's something that we're not taking for granted. So I feel like um, the preparation has just been good. You know. Oh, so on an individual level, what exactly do you have to do in this game against the 49ers for the Cowboys to be on the winning side of this game? We got to play the best game that I've ever played, you know. And I think that's that's everyone on an individual level. Like individually, obviously, we're not chasing things, we're not um, making things up. But if if we can all collectively and like on an individual level just have the best performance that we've had to date, and just execute at the highest level that we've been able to to date, we're gonna get to where we want to go. Have you ever suplexed a teammate? Um, no. <laughs> Have you ever suplexed your older brother, Owa? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, we haven't gotten into any wrestling matches or anything like that, so uh, the opportunity has never presented itself. That strikes me they're pretty smart to not do yeah. that. <laughs> appreciate it, Thanks, Osa. We appreciate it. Good luck this week. Yeah. All right. Yeah, thank you, guys. Yep. Oso Digizua. Of the Cowboys, their defensive tackle, look, they're going to have their work cut out for them this week. The 49ers' offensive line, I think, is probably a little bit underrated mm-hmm. in the aspects that we don't talk about them a lot. But um, he's become a really good player, and 
I think when it comes to Parsons, this fascinates me. How is Parsons going to play against this kind of offense and what this looks like? Yeah, I think that's a huge question that we won't have the answer to until we get into this game. But, Carlin, you mentioned it. I, I think Osa Adigizua has a massive role to play in this game mm-hmm. because if there's anywhere that this 49ers pass protection can get got, it's with the interior three. It's with that guard-center-guard guard trio because we, we, we acknowledge the two tackles, Mike McGlinchey and Trent Williams, pretty damn good players. Yeah. And, and so if there's going to be some quick pressure – On Brock Purdy, it's going to have to come from the interior of that Dallas Cowboys pass rush. Now, we've seen in the past them move Demarcus Lawrence inside and let him be an interior rusher and guys like Anthony Barr and Michael Parsons coming off of the edge. But I think Osa Digizua, some of those interior pass rushers, Dorrance Armstrong, those guys are going to have to play a role in putting pressure on Brock Purdy. But you have to earn the right to rush the passer, and so it'll be interesting to see if the Cowboys' defense – can put that 49ers offense in second and long and third and long and have the opportunity to impact the game with their four-man rush. Here's George Kittle on Purdy and the opportunity that he's got. His confidence when he came in the huddle the very first time against the Dolphins and he delivered against a bunch of cover zeros. I, I, that's what I expect from an NFL quarterback. Now the fact that he's a rookie, he hasn't played all year, and then he stepped into that circumstance, yeah, it's surprising, but like that's what you expect of your teammates. And um, I'm just, I'm more just, I'm just excited for him that he's taking advantage of the opportunity that's in front of him because, you know, he could have came in and not done all the greatness that he has done, and he could, we could not be on a 11 game win streak or a one game win streak in the playoffs. Like we could be in a completely different scenario, but because of the way Brock Purdy's played and the way that our guys have responded around him, that's why we are where we are, and we just want to keep playing like that. Look, Kittle's a guy that, you know, it's amazing. A couple of years ago, he got so much more hype. And now he maybe doesn't get quite as much since he's been hurt and come back, but this guy is a huge, huge factor for Purdy, not just in how you outlined earlier in Mm -hmm. blocking and how good of a blocker he is, but that whole idea of having, you know, just the the safety valve, so to speak. Yeah. Kittle's not a safety valve. Kittle's a playmaker. Oh, no doubt. He ball in his hands. He could just knock some people into next week. Oh, no doubt. And it's all about the yak, the yards after catch for George Kittle, as well as the rest of the 49ers receiving court, Carlin. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, uh, I mean, Kyle Juszczyk, Christian McCaffrey, I mean, even Juwan Jennings. All of these guys are great when it comes to yards after catch. So, yeah, I'm with you. George Kittle is not just a blocker for the 49ers. He's an impact player. He's a game-breaker it's up to the Cowboys to be able to contain this guy. And, and Carlin, I just think from a matchup standpoint, that's going to be awfully hard to do. Now, I think J. Ron Curse is going to get first crack at that assignment. But that's not going to be easy because the 49ers have so many guys that can do special things when they get the ball in their hands. So to me, this truly is about cutting the head off of the stake and making sure that you're able to put hits on Brock Purdy to see how he responds in this type of atmosphere. Remember, he wasn't very good in the first half of that game against the Seattle Seahawks. No. And that defense is porous, and that's being kind. Yep. So seeing how Brock Purdy responds to this step-up in class in terms of the defense that he's going up against – is going to be really interesting in terms of telling the tale and how this game will unfold. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, somebody's going to make a lot of money and can tack on about $50 more million this weekend, depending on what happens. That in 60 seconds after we tell you about our friends from FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are heating up, and the easiest way to get in all the action 
is with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers, join today. You get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. All you got to do, sign up with promo code PLAY. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in bonus bets. Win or lose with promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP-LOUISIANA. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope NY. To four six seven three six nine in New York, Tennessee Redline one eight hundred eight eight nine nine seven eight nine in Tennessee one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming, or visit one eight hundred gambler net in West Virginia. The Giants play the Eagles this weekend. The Eagles have a far bigger rest advantage. We're in a short week here. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. I understand we just played these guys twice here in the last month. In December, the Eagles put up 48 points, over 400 yards, rushed for over 200 yards against this Giants defense. If you're a Giants defender, you're damn right we're going to check Jalen Hurts' oil. We're going to see how healthy he is. It's going to be crazy. The playoffs, they had a bye week. The savages will be out, baby. We can't wait for Saturday night in It should be nuts down in South Philly. Boy, if I'm a Giant fan, I don't know if I'm making that trip. Why? Well, listen, I, I worked in Philly. I don't live too far away from Philly. And I always said that it was a little bit overrated as far as the fan base and being that difficult to deal with if you're an opposing fan. Mm. I think two things that would make me not go if I was a Giant fan. It gets ramped up when it's the playoffs. Oh, yeah. And it's at night. And that means... That means they got all day to get sauced. They got the head start. They got all day to get sauced. Absolutely. I will say this, Carlin. When I played for the Dallas Cowboys and for the New York Giants, I would make sure that one of my older brothers went with my mom and dad to the yeah. Eagles games. And we've heard a couple of Giants. Because a lot of those games are always primetime games, right? The yep. NFC East matchups. Yep. I mean, anytime you're going into the link, you got to make sure you have some extra protection, protection, but especially in the playoff games because we know how crazy they can get. I mean, for goodness sakes, this is the crowd that ate horse poop when their team went to the okay, Super Bowl. Okay, it's one guy. See, that's the thing where it's, it's still, but it's still, it's it's, it's reflective stupid. of the fan no, base. No, it's not. They threw no, snowballs at Santa Claus. No, it's, oh my God! See, this is why you are just. They had a jail narrative. under the vet. <laughs> They got a jail in a lot of stadiums. Yeah, but they, they, but, but they made sure to have it in Philly. <laughs> they might have been the first. But listen, all they are in that case, innovators. That's, that's wow. how I would look at it. Wow. But don't pin the Santa thing. That that's that's lazy. That's a lazy thing. It's not lazy. That was it was in the, it was one Santa Claus in in one snowball in the nineteen sixties. Okay, I'll bring it back to the two thousands. They poured beer on an opposing player's mother. In a regular season game. Okay. That happened. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Exactly. That's, but that happened. That, that did happen. Okay. That did happen. I would say this, and, and fans know this, and I'm not taking shots at them when I say this. Every fan base has their idiot group of fans. Yeah. Every fan base yes. does. And, and that aside, think about this for Daniel Jones. With all of that as the backdrop, Daniel Jones 
we can agree, has already made himself a ton of money yes. with how he has played. Yes. Canty, you go in, you beat the number one seed on the road in that environment, you play well again, like you could tack on another 40 or 50 million. Ooh. I mean, am I wrong? Am I wrong? If, if Daniel Jones got the Giants to the NFC Championship game this year, after the abomination that they have been for the last 10 years, he and Brian Dable, I mean, Brian Dable should have his contract ripped up at that point, but Daniel Jones could tack on another 20, 30, 40 million with that kind of a performance this week. Oh, there's no question about it, but I think the most important thing for Daniel Jones is being able to tack on years to that contract, Carlin, Mm. because we both said it's going to cost the Giants in the neighborhood of 35 to 40 plus million dollars a year on a contract extension. But if Daniel Jones gets another playoff win, all of a sudden that extension is not a three-year deal. You're talking about a four- or five-year deal. And that's where it gets to the uncomfortable territory for anybody when Mm -hmm. it comes to Daniel Jones because you're talking about a sizable portion of that being in guarantees. Carlin, are you in a situation where you want to guarantee Daniel Jones $200 million contract? No, no. No, 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 no. I mean, but that that's what we're seeing on five-year contract extensions. All you have to do is look at Kyler Murray. Think about that deal. So that's what you start to talk about when your quarterback in his first two playoff games gets two playoff road wins. I think that's the territory that Daniel Jones puts himself in. And, Carlin, you're talking about a guy that has 17 touchdown passes and 17 starts. Listen, I'm not going to argue with that. I, I get all of that stuff. And he was responsible for, what, only 22 touchdowns total during the season? Yeah, 24 if you want to include last week. If you include last week. Okay. The turnover numbers went way down. The problem is that the timing, as good as it is for the Giants to get to this point, sucks. Because they don't have a choice right now. This is, it if, is they all- had, if they had a mulligan, I think they would exercise the fifth-year option. But hindsight is twenty yeah. twenty. Nobody thought that but was nobody, a bad decision. Nobody thought, that, nobody was thought that was a bad decision when they no. declined it. No. But here's here's what makes it interesting for me. If you're going to hand him, let's say Daniel Jones ends up with a contract of four years and a hundred and sixty million, or a hundred and ninety million, whatever, five years, and you get roughly eighty to ninety of it, maybe a hundred guaranteed. Mm. What level is he going to play at next? Like, he can't have topped out with those kind of numbers. Yeah. Like, you can't be paying that kind of money for 25 total touchdowns and maybe 10 turnovers in a year. Yeah. Like, that's not good enough. Do you believe there's more in the tank here for Daniel Jones? See, that's the thing. I'm not sure that there is, Carlin. I'm not sure that there is. And everybody says how big of a difference coaching makes. At this level. And I would agree with that because Brian Dayball has done a masterful job at getting Daniel Jones to cut down on the turnovers. Yeah. But it's not like Daniel Jones didn't have great coaching when he was at Duke. It's not like, I mean, you're you're talking about one of the best quarterback coaches. Coach Eli Manning. Yeah, I mean, Coach Eli and Peyton Manning. They do their passing camps. They they do their passing camps down at Duke University in the offseason when both of those guys were playing. Mm -hmm. So it's not as if Daniel Jones didn't have great coaching in college. So from a mechanic standpoint, a fundamentals of the position standpoint, it's not like this guy came into the NFL blind. Now, Brian Dayball was able to rein in the turnovers, but what's the upside to Daniel Jones? Is it the same as a guy like Jalen Hurts? Is it the same as a guy like Josh Allen? 
I know there are people out there that are saying that, our very own Bart Scott included, but I don't think that's the case. I think from a physical standpoint, there are limitations on Daniel Jones. I think he's kind of what he is. And is that player worth paying $40 million a year over the next four or five years to? Mm. That's the question that you have to ask yourself. And you're also weighing that versus the franchise tag, which is going to be upwards of $40 million as well. It's a conundrum for the Giants, no doubt. A good problem to have, but a problem nonetheless. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance. In just moments, we've spoken about the 49ers and their opportunity and what Brock Purdy has done this year. A Hall of Fame finalist joins us next to break it down, and he'll answer the question, what is it like when you see somebody who's really out of shape wearing your jersey? We'll explain next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Tell us, we're not about happiness. We're not about love. We're not about any of it. We're about money. There we go. That's us. And in my, you know, history, money brings all those things. Yeah. Anybody who tells you money doesn't make you happy, they, they don't have They don't have enough. Yeah. That's all it is. And I'm very unhappy right yeah. now. <laughs> it's Carlin, <laughs> ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. So let's make some money. Let's welcome in Doug Kazarian, ESPN Sports Betting Insider. Of course, you know him from the Daily Wager. Doug, let's make some money. We appreciate a few minutes. Let's get right into it, not waste any time. Let's start with the first game tomorrow. Jags, Chiefs, what do you got? So this is tough because you wonder if the Jags can kind of step up in class and make the trek, right? Obviously, they've been playing well and well coached, but coming from Florida into the cold weather and all this facing the top seed in the AFC. So the line feels about right at nine. I do think it's going to be a higher scoring game. Remember, all five games over the weekend went over a week ago, and then the Monday night game went under by a half point. So what happens is there was actually fewer offensive holding calls during last weekend than we saw in previous wild card weekend, super wild card weekend. So 
if that maintains, I do like the over. The Jags' weakness on defense is pass defense. Obviously, enter Patrick Mahomes. And I think the Jags, having gotten that first playoff game out of the way, the jitters, the first quarter, three interceptions, I think they're going to be sort of like let it rip. And you know they're not going to quit. They're going to play the second half strong and all that stuff. And Doug Peterson's certainly going to have a game plan. So I think over 53 is the way to play it. I just don't want to lay the nine points now with the Chiefs. Doug, with my Giants paying a visit to the lake and playing the Philadelphia Eagles, the line is at seven and a half. 56% of the cash is on the New York Giants. I'm curious as to how much Jalen Hurts' uncertainty with the injury is impacting the line and how people are playing this game. Yeah, that's the big variable because right now, actually, the Niners are the NFC favorites, even though they are shorter favorites this weekend than Philly, and then how would have to go on the road next weekend. But it's just because of Jalen Hurts' uncertainty. And really, if he had played great in Week 18 and looked like the same old Jalen Hurts, they'd be the favorites and they'd be bigger favorites in this game. But that's not the case. So there's just a giant unknown. And then also Lane Johnson component as well. And then you mentioned all the money. I mean, that's there's an element of recency bias in there for sure. The Giants looking so good last week. But if you remember, guys, their first meeting of these three was at New York and the Eagles were laying seven and a half at the Giants, and now you have the same point spread, and it's at home. So there's a little bit of line value with Philly, but as you know, regular season games can get into a fluidity and a kind of like a nice calm flow, but in the NFL, everything's tight, everything tightens up. So um, I understand this line. I would lay it with the Eagles. I do think they're going to win by two scores. I think their ability to rotate a bunch of guys on the defensive line and then their interior O-line to shut down what Lawrence was, you know, Lawrence, what Lawrence did last week was extension against an injured center and a backup guard. He's not going to have that free reign disrupting the trenches this week. I think the Giants wear, excuse me, the Eagles wear him down in the second half. Doug Kazarian, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst and Daily Wager host with us, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. All right, Doug, uh, Bills and the uh, uh Bengals, excuse me, on Sunday. Let's get right to it. Five and a half is the number. What do we got? Yeah, so this is interesting. Really professional sharp money came in earlier in the week at minus three and a half, moved this number to five and a half. So the thought process is 60% of Cincinnati's starting offensive line is going to be out. I mean, they're missing three guys now going back to week 14. And you saw what happened in the second half of that offense. Just couldn't even run the ball. Really, Joe Burrow had barely any time. And the Ravens kind of shut him down after that opening touchdown drive to start the second half. It was no points after that besides the defensive score. So what I'm envisioning is just since he's sort of grinding the clock, if you will, and just long drives and not deep passes to Jamar Chase or Higgins. So I like Cincinnati's team total under 21 and a half. It's basically not having to rely on the bills to not botch things because they've been pretty inconsistent and a little turnover happy in the red zone balance. So I, I want to avoid that five-and-a-half line. I think there could be a backdoor. I think we could see a 24-20 game, something like that. But I'm going to take under 21-and-a-half for Cincinnati's total points. And, Doug, finally, Dallas is on the road against San Francisco. The 49ers have a two-and-a-half-day advantage when it comes to the rest disparity. How do you see this game? Where's the value in this matchup? Yeah, I think that's a big component here. And everything points to San Francisco. I would say the one sort of path to victory, to borrow a – term from boxing or UFC is that Dallas finally got that playoff win, got over the hump, all the, you know, bad juju is out of the system and they can just come play with house money and let it rip. And I think if that happens and then maybe Purdy plays like a third stringer a little bit, that's your pass. But other than that, San Francisco is just too dominant. Top five offense 
efficiency, number one defensive efficiency. Yeah, Purdy was shaky at times in the first half last week, could have had turned the ball over. But for the most part, Shanahan puts him in positions to succeed, and he did that, got it to the playmakers, and they did the rest. They've won 11 straight, but also 9-2 and two against the spread during this 11-game run. Niners are minus four are my, is my favorite play for the weekend. These are tight numbers this weekend, but I think the Niners take care of business. I just think Dallas is too inconsistent. I don't want to overreact to a team that just beat a team that had a losing record from the worst division in football, and that was the worst team against the spread, so basically the most underachieving team all season. Doug, go get that paper. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, fellas. Enjoy the weekend. Doug Kazarian, I hope you wrote it down, and I have to say, I love the fact that he loves the Niners. Yeah, I'm all game. over the Niners. Oh, oh, that's where we're all leaning. Uh, ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge is coming soon, too. Ooh, I love it. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. He is a Hall of Fame finalist. He is 49ers great Patrick Willis, one of the all-time terrific linebackers. And I'll tell you, you look at the finalist list, there are some impressive names in here, and he is right up there. And he joins Canty and Carlin right now on ESPN Radio, a five-time All-Pro to talk about these 49ers and his Universe 52. Patrick, it's Chris Carlin and Chris Canty on ESPN Radio. How you doing? Uh, doing fantastic, doing fantastic. How about you all? We're doing great. First of all, when you hear those words, Patrick Willis, Hall of Fame finalist, what comes to your mind? Uh, my my chest is kind of beats like uh, kind of has a beast of its own. Um, it's just one of those things that you know I always told myself that you can only control what you can control and let the rest take care of itself and. I just try to go out there and play the best football that I could play and to be recognized uh, for playing um, some, you know, amazing football is uh, pretty cool. Uh, So just truly grateful. Patrick, this 49ers team is the first defense that has a first-team all-pro player on every single level since you guys back in 2012. What are some of the similarities that you see in them that you guys had? Uh, well, first of all, I just I love how fast they play. Um, they play really fast. Uh, they play together, um, and they go after the ball. Uh, they 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 make plays, and that's what you want in your defense. You want a defense that can go out and get the ball for you when you need it, uh, and most importantly, you want defense that can keep points off the board. And they've done that better than anyone this year. 
Patrick Willis, five-time All-Pro linebacker, seven-time Pro Bowler, uh, joining us right now, talking about his San Francisco 49ers. You know, I, I've always thought that Fred Warner is one of the most underrated players uh, on defense in the game these days. What do you see in Fred Warner? Who does he remind you of? You know, uh, Fred Warner reminds me of Fred Warner. Uh, just, you know, uh, seeing him go out there and play the type of football that he's played for a while now for the 49ers, it's been, uh, it's been amazing to see. You know, you always want to uh, set a foundation or, or pick up on a foundation that, that was there before, before, you know, you, before I was. And to see him come in and um, just play the way he has, uh, it's really made me smile. And I know Navarro is smiling as well, as well as some of those other linebackers. Patrick, D'Amico Ryans is getting a lot of pub as being one of the hottest head coaching candidates in this hiring cycle. Just what have you seen from him in terms of shaping this defensive unit for the 49ers this season and being being a part of uh, putting together such a special unit? Yeah, I mean, I saw it last year. I mean, I was a fan of what he has done since he's just been there just in general from when he was coaching the linebackers and just seeing how well the linebackers played. Uh, and then now seeing him take over, you know, the last couple of years as the defensive coordinator. I mean, it's just been it's been amazing. I mean, they've showed out this year, and he's a big reason for that. I mean, you can tell that they really enjoy playing for him, and he and it seems like he he has it um, he has it dialed in. Um, they just got to keep it uh, keep it turned up a couple more games. Patrick Willis joining us. When you look at Brock Purdy and the fact that he has been able to do what he has done. What impresses you the most about it? Really, to, to watch Brock Purdy, it's, it's been his poise. Um, the way he's been able to just um, hang in there and make plays. I mean, you would think, you know, him being a rookie, you know, he would just be all over the place and get scattered real easy. And usually as a defender, you know, especially, um, you know, uh, when you have a, a young offensive guy come in, especially a quarterback, be a rookie, you know, you you licking your chumps or whatnot because you know he he's going to make a mistake or just you know throw you a ball right away. But Purdy has really uh, executed in all facets to extending plays to making heck of throws, and um, it's just been it's been a joy to see. Talking to Pro Football Hall of Fame finalist Patrick Willis on Canty and Carlin. And, Pat, with an eye on the enemy, the Dallas Cowboys are rolling into town. What's the biggest challenge for your 49ers going up against this team? Really, it would just be um, just just being them, really just staying true to them and executing the way that they know how to execute. I know it sounds general, but sometimes, you know, if you just look at them across the board, the Niners, to me, are a better team across the board. Um, however, with that being said, you know, I know the Cowboys are, are hungry and it is any given Sunday and anything can happen. But to me, it's one of those things that if the Niners just come out and and just play good, solid, sound football, um, they should win. But as Coach Levitt once said, he said uh, he would tell us every game, uh, we, good will get you beat. And so on the other side of that, we understood that you have to be great. And so they're going to come out this weekend and really just play very, very solid, um, a little bit better than good football, and I think they'll be fine. Patrick, tell us a little bit about what you're doing with Universe 52. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited about Universe 52. It's been a project for a couple of years that you know I've talked about, and we finally got it up and going. 
last year, but it, uh, it, it's a community. Uh, it's a it's a community where uh, fans can come and get to know a little bit more about me. They get to I get they get to tap in um, a little bit into to my world. Um, it's a community where you know the fans can buy some cool digital art. Uh, some NFT art, and, as well as have some uh, amazing utilities tied to that. And, you know, some of those utilities are, uh, we had in October um, a fan watch party, which uh, went really well. And we have some amazing cool things in the pipelines uh, right now with some cool anime and things. So I uh, was really looking forward to just um, uh, bringing it to life a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, if you all are excited, uh, and want to check out more of it, just go to www.universe52.com, and um, there's more information on that. Patrick, I'm going to have to ask you kind of a, a an offbeat question for a second. My wife, huge 49ers mm-hmm. fan, we went to a game about 10, 12 years ago, and to be a supportive husband, because you were one of the guys I loved watching for the Niners, I got a Patrick Willis jersey. Now, I'm about three bills. 300 pounds. I'm wondering when you're a player and you look over and you see a fat, bald guy wearing your jersey, do you ever sit there and say, why did it have to be him? <laughs> Not at all. I say I, I say I very much appreciate it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you politically go, correct answer. There you go, fat. I would look at me and say, I want no part of that guy wearing 5'2 right now. No, <laughs> I would say, hey, you know what, put him on the line. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, man, listen, congratulations on being a finalist. Looking forward to seeing you in Canton. Uh, again, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And again, just real quick, if I may, right now with uh, Universe 52, um, we're doing like a, a giveaway. And so for anyone who goes and signs up right now, we'll have a chance to win. Uh, one of 11 um, pretty cool T-shirts. And, again, if you go to the website, you can see what design uh, the T-shirt is. But we're giving away 11 of them, and 11 of them is because I was uh, drafted the first round, 11th pick. So um, just kind of tying it into a little bit of creativity. So, yeah, for you all, again, go check out universe52.com and uh, sign up and have a chance to win one of those cool you see me suplexing a Dallas Cowboys, so, uh, which, which is which is pretty which is pretty unique. Which is pretty unique because I grew up a Cowboys fan as a kid, but to play for the Niners, you know that's where my heart is now. So let's go Niners! Love it, Patrick. Thanks again, man. Uh, I very much appreciate it, Patrick Willis, 49ers great future Hall of Famer, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Up next, what do we do, Canty? We help make people money. Pay attention. That's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can watch and listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.